0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today is full of value, full of knowledge, and it's a bit of an update or a revisit to some of the episodes that I've done in the past in regards to Tracking your macronutrients, um, I guess flexible dieting, as is what's often referred to, and how simple nutrition really is, and how simple it should be, and how, how like I said, how simple it is. Um, the problem in the health and fitness industry is that there's so much conflicting information, and so many people trying to sell their products or you know their way of coaching or their methods of eating and training that it does get very overwhelming and confusing. But In the end of the day, I like to look at nutrition in its most simple form. We know that to lose body fat or to lose weight, that we need to be in a negative energy balance. And that is, that's not my opinion, that is just science. So we need to be expending more energy than we are taking in. Okay, so being burning more calories than we are consuming for the day. When we gain weight or when we put on body fat, it's due to being in a positive energy balance. So we're consuming more energy, more calories than we are burning on average on a daily basis. Now, that's as simple as it gets. It doesn't get any easier than that and that's really all there is to it, right? And then from here, that's where we can start to fine-tune things and look at other smaller details which will help us enhance our results, speed them up, um, improve our health and wellness, going to be more nourishing for the body and help us help us perform, look, feel, um, and and just be better as a person. Okay, so I, I want to refer to, as I said, to flexible dieting or tracking your macro side of things and I've done episodes on this in the past around how simple it really is and, and kind of unlocking that knowledge around how to eat for sustainable results for the rest of your life because that's simple as it is, right? I spent the first few years once I kind of got into the gym just doing my absolute head in trying to figure out how to eat for fat loss, how to eat for muscle growth. And I tried all the diets under the sun. And that's the first mistake is that I was trying diets. I was, I was starting something that I knew I had no intention of sticking to. It was for a certain period of time. I most likely had to cut things out of it, whether it was food groups, macronutrient groups, whatever it may be, restrict myself in very unnecessary ways. And that's why it never lasted. And it's also why it never worked. So I've mentioned this before, but any time that we lose body fat, it's due to one thing. We are in a negative energy balance. We're eating in a calorie deficit. So when you look at any forms of dieting or forms of nutrition, whether it's intermittent fasting, whether it's um, gluten-free, paleo, um, you know, whatever else there is out there, low carb, low fat, fucking literally every single diet out there only works because of one thing. It's because we're in a negative energy balance. It's not because we cut out carbohydrates. It's not because we only ate between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. It's not because we cut out the milk from our coffee. It's not because we stopped eating ice cream or stopped eating pizza, anything like that. That's just bullshit, all right? So that's the first thing I want you to understand right from the start of this podcast. Is that anything that has ever worked for you in the past or that you've seen work with someone else comes down to one very simple reason. That is because you are in a negative energy balance. You are burning more energy than you are consuming for the day on average over an extended period of time, all right? If we do it for one day, and that's a fuck up that a lot of people make is they think they start, they're eating a calorie deficit for Monday to Friday and they can do whatever they want in the weekend and then all of a sudden they're just going to look incredible, all right? Or they do it for one day and they expect to look great. And, you know, the amount of people I've spoken to previously where, you know, they've spent years not eating well, years not training well. And they expect after a month or two to be in exceptional shape from starting to eat in a calorie deficit and whatnot. Don't get me wrong, you will see results, of course, but understand it's a long game you need to look, get some perspective on on the results that you're trying to achieve and, and have some understanding around how this all works all Right. so what next so if for someone that is wanting to change their style of eating right now and just take complete control we know that we have an amount of calories that if we eat that on a daily basis we will maintain our weight now i'm going to have a link in the show notes below to an article that i've written years ago now But it's still relevant today around how to at least roughly figure out how many calories you need to be consuming on a daily basis um, to be either be at maintenance, in a calorie surplus, or a deficit. So next up, what is a calorie deficit? Calorie deficit just means that we are eating below our maintenance calorie intake. So for the example um, in this podcast, let's say 2,500 calories is our maintenance intake each day. So typically, let's say we train... And this is just, this is not going to apply to you. Okay. So everyone is different. There's no one size fits all cookie cutter program and whatnot. Everybody is different. So let's say I'm training four times a week, average 10,000 steps a day. And I don't even need to track steps, but I'm just using that as an example. And for me to maintain my weight, I need to eat 2,500 calories a day on average across the span of the week. All right. So I'm absolutely fucking horrendous at maths. I'm not even going to try and figure that out. Um, anybody listening at home can try and figure it out, but that just gives you a really good idea of how bad I am at maths. But over the span of the week, we have a total amount of calories over seven days that we need to target, right? So we can eat those calories however we like. You can have 2,500 per day. We can have 2,000 for five days a week and then add all the ones we've taken out back onto the weekend. All right. So if we would do that case, we were meant to eat 2,500 and we only eat 2,000 over five days. Okay. So now we've saved up 2,500 calories over the span of that week that we can add back onto the weekend on top of our, our starting point of 2,500. Now, the total for the week is the same. Result is going to be largely the same. Okay, It allows us to be social, allows us to enjoy food on the weekends. It might allow us to not eat as much when we feel like we don't need it as much throughout the week and whatnot, and it's more sustainable. But to be in a calorie deficit, we need to be eating below maintenance. Okay, So if my maintenance was 2,500, anywhere between, let's say, 100 and 500 calories below is a great place to be so we don't want to start eating 1000 calories just because it's below our maintenance because yes we will see results very quickly and they will stop just as quick Uh, all right and we're more more likely to binge eat we're more likely to hit a plateau very quickly we're more likely to damage our metabolism and lose muscle mass and whatnot so anywhere between 100 and 500 calories below is a great point to start what's a calorie surplus that's the exact opposite means we're eating above our maintenance calorie intake Okay, so we're eating more than 2,500. Now, the same rules apply, but it just tightens up a little bit unless we want to put on a lot of body fat, which not many people do, I would assume. So 2,500 calories is our maintenance. Anywhere between 100 and 300 above our maintenance is a good place to start for a surplus. So maybe we start at 2,700 or 2,800. If we're consistent with that, then over time we should start to gain weight. Now, it's inevitable, okay, it's inevitable that we are going to reach a plateau at some point. Before I even get onto the macronutrient side of things, we're going to reach a plateau at some point. So when we reach a fat loss plateau and we're in a deficit, we have a couple of options. We can either reduce our calories further because you have to understand that when we eat a certain amount of calories for an extended period of time, we have a thing called metabolic adaptation. So our body starts to become accustomed to that amount and all of a sudden maybe 2,500 isn't our maintenance anymore. We might have lost some body fat, our body weight has gone down a bit, so Maybe we're maintaining weight at 2,400 or 2,300. So to be in a deficit, we need to bring them even lower. So our calories come down a little bit, very small decrease, or we can increase our energy output because remember, it comes down to our negative energy balance, which is achieved by how much we're doing and how much we're eating. Same applies for muscle gain or weight gain. If we hit a plateau and we're eating in a surplus, then we need to start eating more or doing less. Now, if we're trying to gain muscle mass and we're trying to stay healthy, you're probably not going to start doing less. So you're going to need to eat more than that. And this is going to happen from time to time. Like I said, it's inevitable. You're not just going to be able to eat the same amount of food for the rest of your life and continue to lose fat every single week. If it was that easy, fucking everyone would be shredded. So they're the very basics around the calorie intake side of things. And for me, that's the priority. That's the the top notch. That's the thing that we should be focusing on first, right? If our calories aren't set, it doesn't matter what macronutrients we eat. doesn't matter what supplements we use, how hard we train, we're fucked. So we make sure we have our calorie intake set. Now, the second thing is protein intake, which is the most important out of the three macronutrients. So for me, I like to set my intake at at least two grams of protein per kilo. Typically, that's what I recommend for most of my clients as well. So if I'm 80 kilos, then I need at least 160 grams of protein per day. Now, the reason I wanted to revisit this topic and talk about it because my view has changed a little bit over the years around the macronutrient ratios for carbohydrates and fats. I used to be very specific and um, very disciplined with tracking exactly how many grams of carbs and fats I was eating along with my protein, along with my calorie intake. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, if you want to do that, go on and do it. It's great. It's going to be very consistent for you, very easy to track still. But for majority of people, it takes a little bit too much work and people just can't be fucked. And it also makes it a little more difficult in regards to food choices and, and being very spot on with what you eat, when you eat, all that type of stuff. So my view has changed a little bit in the regard of I now allow myself and, and for my clients to just track calorie intake and protein minimum. Now, the ratio of carbohydrates and fats – will most likely be different from day to day. But if you're someone that's eating similar things day in, day out, then that ratio is going to be very much the same most of the time. Okay? But don't worry. Like like I said right at the start of this, carbs don't make you fat. Fats don't make you fat. A calorie surplus does. <clears throat> so... Each day, I'm using an app such as MyFitnessPal to track my intake. Um, I'm making sure that at the end of the day, I'm very close to my calorie intake. I'm making sure <clears throat> I'm getting at least two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Carbohydrates and fats ratio, I'm not too worried about because it makes very little difference. The only thing I would say around those two macronutrients is a couple of things. So understand that carbohydrates hold water in the body. So you're not fat- Okay? You're not gaining fat by eating bread. You're not gaining fat by eating pasta or whatever it is. If you see your weight spike a little bit, it's most likely sodium intake that you've consumed or the carbohydrates which hold water in the body. So the way to, I guess, counteract that or, or to... to um, The way to control that is to drink more water. You need to be drinking more water on a daily basis. <coughs> Excuse me. So... It, pretty much everyone that's listening to this right now should be trying to increase how much water they're drinking because the more water you drink, the less water your body holds between the skin and the muscle. Now, having water inside the muscle cells is essential. Our bodies are made up of at least 70% water. Our muscles are made up of so much water that if we're dehydrated, then of course we're going to look like shit. We're going to perform like shit. Our skin's not going to be as healthy. We're not going to sleep as well. Our mood's going to suck. So drinking enough water... Um, is essential to seeing good results, whether it's just general health and well being, fat loss, muscle growth, whatever it is. <clears throat> now, with the fat macronutrient, it does play a big role in our hormone levels. So, if our fat intake is way too low, now particularly for females, we're going to see a reduction in, in vital hormones. We're not going to have our hormone balances are going to be out of whack. So, I always try to recommend for most people to have at least 0.75 grams of fat per kilo of body weight. <clears throat> so, 100 kilo individual. 75 grams of fat. Again, very easy example because I suck at maths. Now, other than that, we don't really need to worry about those ratios too much. Okay, you will have your personal preference if you prefer more fat and lower carbs, that's great. If you prefer more higher carbs, lower fat, which is definitely something that I prefer, great. As long as that calorie intake is close enough, our protein minimums met and most importantly, we are consistent, we will see results. The next thing we need to tick off is what type of calories are we eating? So, you know, we see flexible dieting and if it fits your macros, all that type of stuff. And from the outside in, it seems like people are just trying to eat as much shit as possible as long as it fits their macros. And some people probably do, but I would not recommend that, okay? So I typically recommend to my clients that they should be aiming for 80 to 90% of their calories from nutrient-dense whole foods, okay? So your typical, quote-unquote, healthy foods. And then the remaining 10 to 20% can be used for more enjoyable things or things that you crave or things that you love and don't want to cut out because you should never have to cut anything out of your daily nutritional intake that you want to eat. You don't have to do that. This is what causes binge eating. This is what causes horrible relationships with food is people cutting shit out that they know they can't go the rest of their life without. To me, it's just pointless. Whether that's a glass of wine, a beer, whether it's ice cream, pizza, whatever it is, everything in moderation, obviously, but we can allow that small percentage of our intake to be for those things. So then we don't crave them. We don't feel like we're depriving ourselves. So in the long run, our consistency is a million times better. So that is super important, okay? Give you an example. I would eat ice cream literally every single night right now, I think. And when I got in the best shape I've ever been in, like so incredibly lean, it was absolutely ridiculous, right? I was looking at photos the other day and it's just insane how lean I really was and the coolest part is I was eating pretty normal, like very normal. People would be very surprised at what I was eating but it was just discipline with my my macronutrient ratios, my calorie intake and whatnot and that's all you guys need to do. It's that simple. You don't need to cut out the milk out of your coffee when you're trying to lose fat. You don't need to stop putting butter on your toes as long as everything is accounted for and understanding that everything contains calories right so even if it's a healthy meal or <clears throat> you had a cafe and it says like clean cookie or clean fucking muffin or gluten-free whatever the fuck doesn't matter it still contains calories and often the gluten-free options or the vegan options and stuff like that if you're eating them for the purpose of you know moral reasons and whatnot great stick with it go for it I have nothing against it I don't have anything against anyone who eats in any way to be honest but I just think a lot of people make it a fuckload harder on themselves than what it needs to be so those options most often have way more calories than the regular option. So you just got to weigh up whether it's worth it or not, okay? And if it is, great. Track it in your intake. Move on. It is what it is. This is as simple as nutrition gets. It's it's not hard at all, okay? And I, I honestly believe absolutely everyone can understand this. Everyone, everyone can take control of their food. When I work with clients, my goal is after that first month that they don't even need me, <laughs> Okay. often they will stick around for accountability and whatnot, which is awesome, but they they shouldn't need me. If they still need me to tell them what to eat, then I'm a bad coach. I'm a bad trainer. Take away all the bullshit that surrounds nutrition. You know, when to eat certain meals, how big the meal should be. Should I eat this? Should I eat that? Should I cut this out? Should I keep this in? Fuck it. Just eat anything that you would, that you want to eat. Rotate your food sources. Make sure majority of your calories come from nutrient dense foods, regardless of what it is. <clears throat> be consistent with your calorie intake, be consistent with your protein minimum, drink enough water and you will see results. Very simple, all right? So make sure you visit that link in the show notes. If you have any more questions, feel free to email me, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. If you'd like to become a member of the VIP club or a platinum client, you can use that link in the show notes below as well. We'd love to have you part of my coaching program to help you out. Or if you just need any advice, feel free to send me an email as I mentioned. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to share it with your friends. I think this one is going to be very valuable for a lot of people, all right? So I've enjoyed recording this one. I think it's going to offer a lot of value, and that's what I'm here for. So please do share it if you could. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and good luck, all right? Just try this out. Be patient. The first week or two, it might be difficult to get used to using an app to track your food, and you don't need to do that for the rest of your life. Ideally, you want to get to the point where you can intuitively eat and know roughly how many calories you're eating per day, all right? But if you're really serious about seeing results, fuck all the diets. Don't worry about any of the bullshit stuff out there that tells you you need to cut this out, cut that out, or you need to do something which just sucks and you're thinking every second of the day that you can't wait to finish it. Eat the things you enjoy, know your numbers, become the CEO of your own body, and you will see results, you'll see success, and you will most of all be super, super happy. All right, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I can't wait to talk to you again soon.